1: And he's just like, Mum, I can't do this anymore. He's like, Can I can I just come and live with you? And I was like I'll never forgive myself for this. I said look just stay until you finish year twelve.
0: Welcome to the deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened, and ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. Content warning this episode discusses suicide and domestic violence. If you're suffering or are triggered by the content, help services are listed in the show notes. What happens when you get the worst call of your life? The worst call imaginable for any parent? What do you do? How do you cope? Today, Jay shares her story of losing her precious son to suicide. You will hear how fresh this is, how brave she is, how much she loves talking about her boy. And you will also hear the whole way through how cathartic, but also how hard it is for her to speak about these moments, even though she really wanted to do this. Her life is forever fractured and will never be the same without him. She did mention she was so proud to share his story. Jay, this is going to be, I'm assuming, one of the hardest conversations that you will have. So I really appreciate you having the courage to talk to us today. Yeah. You have how many babies?
1: I have six altogether. And
0: they, what are their age ranges?
1: Jake would be 19. He's my oldest. Um, And my youngest just turned six three days ago.
0: Wow okay (laughs) you've been parenting a long time. Yeah. Is this your second marriage or partnership?
1: Yes so I have three big kids to my first partner and then I have three babies to someone different.
0: When you separated from your first partner were you living in the same state did you take the children what was the makeup of that
1: uh, yes when we broke up I had the kids and I tried to go back home meaning New Zealand to start over again and it just it wasn't and good for me or the kids back home. As much as I wanted to be around family and things like that, it just it just didn't work out for us. So we came back to Australia. I sort of basically went on a bit of a downhill spiral from there. I was broken up with the person I thought I was going to be with for the rest of my life. Um, it didn't work out with family back home. And I just felt really alone and lost. Mm. And I tried to live up at the farm with the kids, and we did for a while. Is that where your ex was placed? Yeah. And we we, we stayed there for a while, but it just got hard watching my ex move on, and yeah, just me feeling lost still.
0: You sound really heartbroken at this point. Do you feel like you're back there now or do you have apprehension about how this story plays out?
1: That breakup sort of turned my life upside down and it took me 10-plus years to heal from it.
0: Mm. And your children at this time, how old are they when you decide that you can't stay at the farm?
1: Jakey's about 9, 10, Mm -hmm. and so Jordan is about uh, 8, 9, and Jackson is 4, 5.
0: And so do you take them with you or do you think it's best for them to stay there?
1: Uh, I initially took them, but I just, I couldn't get on my feet. I sort of got mixed up in not the greatest family. What does that mean? I entered into a DV relationship.
0: Mm -hmm. So it became unsafe for the children?
1: Yep. So I gave Jordan and Jackson to my ex-partner's parents. And they were sort of like, um, we're going to take our grandbabies while you just uh, get back on your feet. Mm-hmm. So they were a little bit worried about the kids as well. And I tried to cling on to Jake, but he was getting exposed to some really not cool stuff. We went uh, to the farm for school holidays and I sort of didn't bring him back with me Mm -hmm. and they all stayed with mum and pops.
0: And so you're um, getting your life back on track and they're staying with the family, the extended family, and your ex-partner. And you meet somebody, I'm assuming, after this awful relationship ends. And is that your current partner
1: now? Yes. I initially stayed in that DV relationship for about seven years. Wow. And in that time uh, when I became pregnant with the twins, after I gave birth to the twins. I sort of, uh, took off to Queensland to go be near family, my auntie and my uncle. And everything was, was good and it was fine. And I was actually really getting back on track. And then the, the little kid's dad followed me. He came up and didn't leave.
0: And this was your abuser? Yeah. Okay. So from him following you, what was the next best step?
1: I look back now and I just think, oh, you're so stupid. Because, you know, I took him back, listened to all of the promises and all the rest of it.
0: Do you know what, though? I think that's the, we've had a, you know, we've explored domestic violence on here before and I don't think it was, You can't even say it was stupid, you know, in retrospect, because it's such a survival thing and it's a very manipulative, coercive, controlled, damaging, terrifying place to be. And I know that people from the outside don't understand that, but you want to believe it. You want to believe the good stuff.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And you've just had two little babies. You want to believe. There's been change.
1: Yeah. So we went into emergency housing and we sort of started all over again. Then he started calling me again, saying that he missed me and the kids uh, and all that kind of nice stuff again. Mm. And... And for a little while, I was hiding the fact that I was letting him come to the house to visit me and the kids and all the rest of it. And then my auntie, she just, one day she's like, I know he's been coming around. I know you've been talking to him and I know you've been seeing him. I feel lied to. And, um yeah, yeah. You can sort that out by yourself Mm. and that's when it became tenfold worse because now he knew that I didn't have any support Mm. and we we were in Queensland and, you know, my auntie and my uncle were were the reason why I moved up there. Yeah, my auntie and uncle would cut ties with me and it just got really bad. Um, in amongst that, my oldest boy stopped coming to visit me because of it. And so I was only Jordan and Jackson were visiting. And then I got an invitation by my biological mother and little sister. They were like, come down for Christmas. We'll make a really good Christmas. The kids can all hang out together. You know, we'll have some some family time. And I was like, yeah, that, that sounds awesome. So I came from Queensland. I came back down to New South Wales to have Christmas with my biological mother and little sister. And he didn't come. He stayed in Queensland to watch the house and stuff, and I just loved it. You know, I was allowed to do whatever I wanted to do, how I wanted to do, and I turned around and I said to my friend, because in that time my sister and I had had a falling out, and I said to my friend, I said, I don't want to go back up there. I don't want to go back into that relationship. I... I like this freedom, I I like not walking on eggshells, I like, you know, just being able to hang with my kids and do whatever and not have to explain why I'm going to the shop and for how long I'm going to be and she was like, don't go back, <laughs> stay here, so I did and that was basically, yeah, and that was the basically the start of, of me not going back. I'd finally, the penny had dropped
0: That was your moment of realisation that this was it.
1: Yeah. And, it, and it, was, it was good. It was a year of relying on people, relying on friends. And um, in amongst that time, I met my current partner that I'm with now.
0: So how many years, how old were the twins by this stage that you met your new partner? Three, four. And how old is Jake at this point, your eldest?
1: Jake is about 15.
0: Okay. So during, like, this was a really tumultuous, extreme time for you and the little ones. And I know that in school holidays and things you had the other two kids, but what was Jake doing during most of this time? Was he just being raised on the farm and keeping to himself?
1: Um, No. When I moved back down from Queensland to New South Wales, he started visiting me again. He started coming to visit on school holidays.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And your relationship was always a wonderful one.
1: It was. The only time it wasn't was when I was mixed up in the DB relationship. What was the impact at that point? Jakey's not a fighter. Jakey doesn't like um, yelling or screaming or things like that. And so he he tries he he, avo- he avoids it at all costs. <laughs>
0: Understandable. I get that. I want to move forward now into Jake's world from when you guys started to reconnect and he was visiting you and things like that. What is he like as a, as a young man? He's
1: so cool. He had really stepped into uh, League and... Was actually a really amazing player, and and he loved it, and he, and he just he had a natural talent for it. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. I loved watching him play footy.
0: His social circle was. Um, did you like the people he was around?
1: Um, yeah, no, he had his school friends and he had his footy friends. The the farm's actually in just a really small village town. No shops or anything, just a few farms and a few houses.
0: Let's move forward to when Jake was really wanting to come back
1: and be with you. He loved Footy and he loved his mates. But there was just something. I don't want to sound like a bitter ex, but family life wasn't that good for Jake up at the farm. Because mm-hmm. by this stage, um, they had moved back in with their with their dad from living with their dad's parents. Mm-hmm. Two thousand and nineteen happens. He's in year twelve. The major stuff had happened. He sort of came back to me and he's like, oh, I can't talk to anyone at the farm about this. I've spoken to a couple of my friends, but I don't know what to do. I'm depressed, Mum. And I was like, well, you know, we'll, we'll go to the doctor. We'll, you know, I'll take you to the doctor. We'll get you whatever you need. He's like, I can't do that, Mum. What do you mean? If I go to the doctor and say I'm depressed, then I'll look weak. That's just stupid. That's bullshit. You need help, you need help. It was like we just I can't do it, mum. I don't wanna I don't wanna get called names. I don't want people, you know, thinking this and that. I can't do it. And you know, if you're an outside person looking at looking in on my son, you would never have thought he was depressed or anything like that. He was social. He played sport all year round. Uh, He was active. He was involved with heaps and heaps of things. He had lots of friends. It was only the few people that he had spoken to that really knew. And then... Some stuff happened at his father's house and he moved out. He was staying at a at a friend's house and he had found a girlfriend and he, he was talking about his girlfriend and things like that. She was a little bit older than him and things like that and so he was a He was a little bit worried about what his father and father's family would think and say about it. And I was was just like, well, your father can't say anything anyway. I told Jake to wait until it got a bit more serious before telling his father. But being a small town and all the rest of it, Uh, word got back to his father his father wasn't impressed him and his dad had words a few months go by and Jake rings me it's like Mother's Day and he's like happy Mother's Day nanny I I kind of laughed and I was like what and he goes yes What's it like to be a nanny? And I was like, oh, I'm a bit young for that, mate. And he's like, Are you though? <laughs> and um, I was like, Are we? Are we talking about your girlfriend's? Your girlfriend's baby? And and he's like. Mine and my girlfriend's baby. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And he's like, Happy Mother's Day. That's your present. You're going to be a man. Wow.
0: (laughs) And he sounds pretty happy
1: about that. He, he kind of was a lot happier than what I would have wanted him to be. (laughs) He was only 17, but you know, what can you do? Things happen and that's how we roll. And yeah, then everything was alright for a little bit. July came around and he rang me and he was, he was so upset. He was so upset. As a lost baby. And I think that was just, Another thing that was taken away from him that he was looking forward to. And he's just like, Mum, I can't do this anymore. He's like, Can I, can I just come and live with you? And I was like, I'll never forgive myself for this. I said, Look, just stay until you finish year 12 and then, and then your dad can't say anything just to get out to the end of the year and then I'll pack you up and you can come home. He said he didn't want to but he listened and then only two months from that, from me saying that to him. He didn't make it the day before his year twelve graduation was when was when he did it. My daughter had rung me that night and she said, Jake's gone. And I was like, Gone where? And she's like, I don't know. He took off out the back and he sent some weird snaps to his girlfriend. She's worried. What do I do? And I was like, i look for him. She went looking for him for about an hour, hour and a half. She said, I couldn't find him, mum. I don't know what to do. I was like, ring, ring daddy. And, she, and then she rang me back and she says, daddy didn't pick up. Should I, should I ring my boyfriend and get him to come out and go look for him in the car? And I was like, no, he's, he's probably just gone off somewhere to cool off or whatever. He'll be right. I said, I'll be up tomorrow, you know, so it'll be okay. I'll come and sort it out tomorrow. She rang me the next morning and she said, have you heard from Jake? And I said, no, I tried to call him last night, but I couldn't get a hold of him, I said. but I said, the last time I spoke to him was yesterday at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> he rang for some money <laughs> so I gave him some money and she goes oh and um probably about an hour after my daughter rang in the morning uh, their dad rang he's like when was the last time you heard from Jake and I was like yesterday lunch so I gave him some money and he goes I don't know where he is and I said, okay, I'm, I'm packing the car now, I'm, I'm leaving. I'll, I'll be up as soon as I get, I'll, I'll be up there soon. It's about a five, five and a half hour drive from my place to the firm. My daughter rings me back and she's like, should I call the police? Should I call SES? And I was like, yeah, yes, bring them and she goes, well, can you, because you're the adult, and I was like, I can't, because I'm not the adult, that's up there. I said, you have to, and um, Jake's girlfriend ended up bringing the police and SES, they came out to the farm, and um, everyone got on bikes, and they started looking for him. I actually thought that he would have maybe started walking, maybe fallen over and hurt his head or something, or, you know, bitten by a snake or something. That was the train of my thought. So I'm now... um, I've packed the car and I'm on my way to the farm at 1.30. Yeah, about about 1.30. Their dad rings me and goes, I found him. And I was like, good. Where was the little shit? And he goes, nah. Nah, I found our boy. And I was like, where is he? Is he okay? And he goes, no. He hung himself. And I just screamed, I screamed. No, just no. It was just like, when you get here, just come straight to the house. Oh, I got another phone call, probably about 20 minutes after my kid's dad, and it was Pops, Um, my ex's dad, and he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm driving, I'll, I'll be there, I'm, I'm halfway, I'm I'm nearly there, and he goes, pull over. I need to talk to you. And I was like, nah, nah, pops, I can't stop. I gotta, I gotta keep going. I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm, I won't be long. And he goes, has Jason rung you? I said, yeah, pops. I know. I know. He goes, okay, drive safe. No and speed. And get here when you get here. And I don't know how I got there or how the car made it, but it did. And I got I got to the farm. SES was still up in the bush. And I was like, is he still here or have they taken him? Like, where are they taking him? And they're like, no, they're still here. And I was like, I want to see my boy before he leaves the property. Mm. Really and truly... I didn't see my son for two months prior to me seeing him that day. They didn't really want to stop and they didn't really want to let me see son or anything like that because he'd been out in the elements for, I think, about 15, 16 hours. Mm -hmm. And And that day was hot. It was bloody 37 degrees. And they were like, oh, we don't advise us. I "I don't really care. I said, I want to see my son. I want to hug my son. Then the, I think he was the head police officer that was conducting the search. And he's like, this was on Jake. And I was like, thank you. I don't know what it was, but I just took it. <laughs> Ended up being his um, pain number. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping that. What was it like to see him? Oh, it's hard to explain because I guess, you know, he's my baby. Um, I didn't really care, I just wanted to hug him. I didn't understand at first, but um, they tightened up his hoodie all around his head and stuff. And I thought he had done something with his hoodie cord, but um, they had just done that. So I didn't see the marks. See, in my culture, we bring them home. We bring our past loved ones home, and we spend the last few days with them at home. And my ex wouldn't have it. He goes, "I can't, can't have him, can't have him at the house." And I was like, "But he's got to, he's got to come home." He's going to be surrounded by his his family. He can't Mm. be all alone in that cold, yucky place. And he just looked at me and he goes, I know your cultural beliefs, but I can't handle it and I can't deal with it. And I was like, okay. And then... I thought I was having a talk with my auntie and I was like, I wanna bring him home and she goes, You can't bump. It's too hot. There isn't enough air conditioning and ice packs to keep him cool enough. And I was like, but, but he's gonna be all by himself. And she goes, You go and visit him every day? You go take him his blanket and you spend you spend all day with him at at where he is where where they where he where he goes. And I was like, okay. So I did that. I took his blanket and wrapped him up in his blanket. And the crappy thing about suicide is. They're the last to get seen too. So even though he might be the first, first one to go in, he's not the first one looked at because it's suicide. It was nearly four weeks before we got sun back. Is this at the morgue or at the
0: hospital?
1: Uh, both, at, yeah, at the morgue. The last bit was at the morgue the coroner's and so um yeah if a homicide or a sudden death or something like that comes in then they'll stop examining wow and and move over to those cases did jake
0: leave you a message or anyone a message
1: I missed his phone call the night before. He he rang me. I was learning to do my makeup for his graduation. And I was like, I'm nearly finished. I'll ring him as soon as I finish doing this. And after I finished doing the makeup stuff, I got in the car and I rang him a few times. And there was no answer.
0: Was that the night he took his own life? Yep. I'm so
1: sorry. He didn't leave a note or anything that I know of. I don't think he did. I'm pretty pretty sure his dad would have said something.
0: When you said that his dad called you and said, I found him, was he actually the person that found him? Yeah. Have you talked to him about that?
1: He, He doesn't talk about it. He doesn't talk about son anymore. At all? No. It's too much for him. We haven't
0: spoken about son. It's every parent's worst
1: nightmare, and
0: I'm so sad that this is true for you. Yeah. How do you keep going? How do you heal through this?
1: Very, a very difficultly, because <laughs> ten days after I buried son, uh, the little kid's dad decided he would take the babies and keep them, and I had to go back to court to get them back. And I don't know. I have good days and bad days more so bad days than good days. Um, the handful of friends and family that I can I can sort of talk to about it. I'm not as bad as I was in the beginning because I blamed myself so much for a lot of things, you know, making him stay up at the farm when he wanted to come home to me. Um Staying in that DV relationship for as long as I did, and and having him not a part of my life, and then me, you know, making up for that after I'd left it, and you know, repairing the relationship. With with Jake, and, you know, we had already talked about his 18th and his 21st. And he was really, really excited about his 21st. We we're going to go home back to New Zealand and we we're going to have a big one back home. Things like that. I guess things got a little bit better for me after I went to the tree. But it took me a year to go to the tree.
0: Do You mean the tree where he last was?
1: Yeah. Yeah, the tree where he hung himself. Oh, it was strange. You know, because I'd been to the tree and I didn't. I didn't want to go to the tree. I wanted to go to the tree, but I didn't want to go to the tree. And funnily enough, I had tried to go to the tree five times. But the first four times of me trying to go to the tree, I just got lost. (laughs) And on the fifth time, um mum and I we bogged the Ute <laughs> and I was like, oh you know, I thought Sun was, you know, saying no, you know, you know, I I just figured Sun didn't want me to go to the tree. So I um I just stopped trying to go to the tree. And then on his one-year anniversary, mum turned around and she goes, come on, we're going to go to the tree. And I was just like, oh, this is going to be fun. We're either going to get lost or bogged. <laughs> and um we did not We made it. And I didn't know, but apparently... That was a place that son used to go to for time, you know to to be by himself, and you know it's in the middle of bush, like thick scrub, and i got I got phone reception, and so I was like, "Oh, this is crazy and then so I sort of understood why son went there. Because you get hardly any phone service up the farm. It's just kind of a bit non-existent. Mm -hmm. And I I had like three, four bars and, you know, I was getting messages and stuff. And there was this big rock that he must have used to sit on, you know, watching sunsets and, yeah, just washing, washing the bush things like that because he loves sunsets still always always watch sunsets
0: what was it like for you when you got there
1: it was kind of nice to be at the last place that he was. Mm. It was it was really it was quite overwhelming you know I was just like oh This is the place that took my son. This is also the place that my son found a little bit of peace. Mm. Yeah, it was a whole bunch of mixed emotions. I was sad. But I I was glad I'd finally got to go where he last was.
0: Do you feel him around you?
1: now. Funny you should say that because I felt him last night. (laughs) We were all in bed, the babies were in bed asleep. I was just in bed watching TV, trying to fall to sleep and I could hear something in the hallway and I got up and you know all the lights are off and everything and I was like oh nothing. So I went back to bed and I was lying down, I could see a shadow what looked like it was walking up and down the hallway and it was like oh what what's that you know I was thinking what's that and then I just could feel him could feel him walk through the door and come stand next to me and I felt pressure on my legs and it didn't sort of, wasn't scared or anything like that. I could. I just. I know it was him, you know. Because when we first spoke, I was like, oh, "Is it all right if I talk about it, son?" You know. <laughs> you know there was. There was nice signs of no, so I, I took it as it was all right to talk about it, and yeah, and then last night because I was. I was so nervous. <laughs> it's a hard conversation. Me and mum find peace in talking about son, whereas the other one, you know, everyone else, just it's a bit too hard for them. I asked my big girl, I said, where do, you want, where do you want your brother to go? And she goes, here, so I can go and visit him whenever I want to. If you take him back, to New Zealand he won't get looked after and he won't get visited because we all live here and I was like okay I get that I don't like it but if it makes things easier for my girl because my girl was last point of contact with my son she wants him walk out the back door She heard what he said on the way out. What was that? Don't worry. You'll never hear or see me ever again. uh, My my, my daughter doesn't like talking about something. She doesn't like talking about anything about, about that night or anything. She through everything she's she's done amazing you know she she powered through year 12 while COVID was happening and she graduated and she's now at uni she's um, she's amazing for what she's been through
0: and what you've been through I mean your life has been incredibly challenging And this is going to be, I think, the hardest time I've ever had to ask this because I'm not sure where it's going to go. But who are you when no one's
1: watching? (laughs) Um. I practice this. (laughs) for a while about this question Um, and all of it when no one's watching I think I'm still a little lost Mm. still trying to heal still trying to figure it out trying to be a trying to work out how to be a strong mum for my babies that's totally not what I practice saying
0: (laughs) (laughs) and it's totally true you are a strong strong mother to your babies incredibly strong and I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing this with us today I know I could tell from the very start that your voice was trembling and cracking, and the whole thing is so hard and heartbreaking for you. So, yeah. thank, thank you for giving us the time.
1: Oh, thank you for wanting to hear my boy's story. Man, it was mm-hmm. He was amazing. Such a good boy, such a loving, caring boy.
0: Thank you so much for being with us today.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's The Deep.